Free beer? Let me tell you how at the end of this spot. From Alter Genius Brewing Company, it has everything for a true craft brewery experience. Try their brilliantly crafted brews, creative house cocktails, cider from a few bad apples, and a full kitchen with a spectacular array of tasty dishes at their brewery in Ambridge. Or try their new trailside tap room on the Montour Trail in Imperial that's sure to have something for everyone with 20-plus different craft beers, ciders, and cocktails. Treat yourself to a brilliantly crafted brew at Alter Genius Brewing Company and tell them Tim Ben sent you for a small pour on the house. Barber school? Do you hate your job? Looking for a change? The Barber School of Pittsburgh may have your cure. Locations on Banksville Road and Monroeville. Day and night classes available and rolling now at bsp.edu. Get your degree in as little as nine months. Financial aid available. Now accepting veterans benefits. Barber School. Yes, Google Barber School of Pittsburgh. bsp.edu. bsp.edu. Again, bsp.edu. Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is this week's Breakfast with Ben's podcast. From the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex on the south side, Joe Rudder and Tim Benz with you. Each and every week, Joe and I join you after the Mike Tomlin press conference. You can read Joe every day during Steelers season, covering the Steelers on the beat for Trib Live. Joe, you seem to walk out here pretty easily. You must not have any pebbles in your shoes. I don't. It was not affecting my gait as I made it out through the door. But, uh, you know, like Mike Tomlin, I'm going to overturn that stone or pebble to find out what's going on with these Steelers. What have you found from them that uh, makes you feel any better or worse about where they were before last Thursday? Well, what I've found out is that, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin... um, not as friendly with the media after wins, which is not surprising. That's, that's kind been of, going on for years. Yeah, that's been his MO, you know, much, much easier to deal with after losses than uh, he is after wins now. And he seemed a little emboldened. And uh, he, he, I think he anticipated some of the questions that were coming. I think more so on the George Pickens issue, which he kind of opened that can of worms on his own. But, you know, he also got into the Broderick Jones, why he's playing at right tackle, why he's better suited to play right tackle than maybe Dan Moore is. And uh, said that, you know, Broderick Jones is at least going to make one more start at right tackle. ahead had to get a chooks core for The theory behind that was twofold. The young guy has to be versatile as opposed to where we expected Broderick Jones to make his breakthrough, which was left tackle. So he's saying, hey, you draw the short straw because you've been here the shortest amount of time, which to me makes no sense. Uh, I think you put... 
if it's a situation like that, whether it's like left corner, right corner, right outside linebacker, left outside linebacker, left tackle, right tackle, you just figure out the best permutation for the two guys you're going to play. But he also insisted very vehemently that Dan Moore is way better at left tackle than he is at right tackle. Yeah. Okay, so does that mean that Chukasakorafor then is the third best tackle of the bunch? And if so, isn't he getting paid way too much? I would say so if that's the case. You know, based on the way they played this this last game, the way the running game came alive and kept Kenny Pickett clean, that uh, that might have to play something into it. I mean, you know, you saw some of the things looking back at the tape that Broderick Jones did with the pulling and getting up into that second level. We haven't seen much from Chukasakorafor doing that. So, you know, right now I think the you know, the Steelers have a very highly paid backup on their hands. What did he say that was so bad, I wonder? I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. And, and Who did he say it to is probably the bigger deal, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing maybe he expressed his frustration in one of the coaches or did something. You know, I, I don't know. But it was something that, that obviously was enough to tick off Tomlin that, uh, you know, he figured he had to make an example of him. It had to be either something directed at the coordinator or the quarterback that he found to be subversive. But going back to the bigger scale conversation of what's best for the team, my hunch is still that the two best tackles are Jones on the left side and a core four on the right side and then Dan Moore as the swing guy. And if it has to come down to it where Moore enters a game, then if he's that much better at left, put him at left, and then Jones comes to right or Chooks just stays there. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think for the long-term development of Roderick Jones, you want to get him in there and get him used to the left side because that's why you drafted him. That's where you drafted him to play, but they don't think that far ahead. So, you know, it worked, I guess, against the Titans, so they're going to go that way again. I agree, especially with a full week of practice instead of a short week, you could get Dan more, you know, more accustomed to playing on the right side. But he doesn't want to mess with that for whatever reason. And so you're going to have Broderick Jones, you know, trying to hold his own over there. What you mentioned about Tomlin kind of opening that can of worms in his own when talking about Pickens. He was asked about Pickens' frustrations. Yes. But he was the one that brought up the social media angle on his own, referencing Pickens and some of the belief that he deleted the Steelers from his Instagram and stopped following Tomlin and stopped following Pickett, all that drama that was associated with the days off in between the Titans game and today. But it's not like he was asked directly about it, and then he was sort of critical about the media for yeah. spending so much time talking about it. Well, he's the one that jumped the gun and, and referenced it without us asking. Yeah, no, nobody, you know, no reporter asked used the word social media at all. Just talked about you know dealing with him and his frustrations, and that's where he said it's like a pebble in his shoe. Uh, you know, it must have been a bigger pebble than that about five, six years ago when Martavis Bryant did enough on social media to get benched for a game. I think it was up in Detroit um, because of things. He's, that's when he said, I want minds, you know, you know, complaining about Juju and, you know, all the attention Juju was getting. So, you know, there is precedent there. Um, maybe he's trying to, you know, get out in front of this and, you know, try to, to trying to squash it is no big deal. But as long as George Pickett keeps pouting like this way and, you know, you know, it, it, it rubs off on, you know, your teammates when you're not the only one not celebrating a touchdown that gives you the lead late in the game and you're pouting and walking off to the bench and leaving, you know, leaving the field early, leaving, you know, leaving the locker room first one out. Uh, it's not a good look. And it's, you know, it's, it's not just a media fabrication. It's something that is happening and, uh, you know, could potentially be, be a big issue. And I know Mike Tallman doesn't want to have to deal with it, but the fact is he's going to have to. 
And he was ready to celebrate, Pickens was, as little as he was getting the ball. He was ready to celebrate like it was Times Square in the year 2000 if he had gotten that other foot in. Like, you know, he was ready to pop off like oh, any yeah. other touchdown celebration. He just needed that touchdown to, I'm sure, make him feel like he was more involved and more special, even if that was just the third catch for what would have manifested into, what, 16 yards yeah. or whatever the case would have been. So get your foot down then. Yeah, and that was... For all the ridiculous plays he's made along the sidelines, the toe taps, the things like that, to not get his second foot down there when he had so much room, it's just hard, it's hard to fathom because he usually is so good at that. So really he has nobody to blame but himself for this. And, hey, maybe that's – I don't think that's where his frustrations come from. I think he wants the ball more. I think he wants to be the big star. I think he wants to have the 10 catches for 130 yards every game. And with Deontay Johnson back, that's not happening. Regarding Kenny Pickett, where do you think he is going in this game against the Packers? Because, you know, two guys that a lot of folks looked at as people who had been on rosters that needed to make a big step forward because of their elevated status. You know, Pickett for sure being the full-time starter in Pittsburgh after starting last year behind Trubisky. Love all those years behind Rodgers. These guys were like lumped together, and I don't think either of them have been all that great this year. No, they really haven't. You know, Jordan Love hasn't been the savior they were looking for in Green Bay. And, you know, maybe after sitting all that time, it should be expected that he's, you know, going to be, you know, going to take a while to mature and be the quarterback they want. Or, or maybe he just isn't that guy. Um, I, I don't think they know that yet. Kenny Pickett's had a little bit more of a, I guess a little bit more of a track record here, but he's got to get off to faster starts. I mean, that's no secret. No, he doesn't. Oh, yeah. As, as long as he plays well in the fourth quarter, it doesn't matter what he does in the first three. That's what Mike Tomlin was kind of admonishing the media about today. But, yeah, he, he does. I mean, you know, he, yeah, they had the one nice drive to start, but then between there and the last drive, nothing really happened well, yeah. in between. And this kind of ties back to what you said about how he tends to be so much more um, – I think real, I can't remember the exact phrase you used, but he's certainly more tangible, I think, when they lose. He doesn't put off the air that he does when they win. I think like he feels like he has to be more transparent when they lose. And he was talking about after the Jacksonville game, remember he used that word fragile, when they have a real slim margin for error when we were talking about the officials. Like all that discussion about the officials in the game against the Jaguars, he said, we can't be in a position, flimsy, that's what it was. Right. We, we can't be in a position where we're that flimsy all the time, where one call can make the difference. Well, you know, Quan Alexander doesn't pick off that ball after you dropped two other interceptions. You know, we're talking about them being flimsy again. It doesn't matter how good Kenny Pickett is in the fourth quarter because he wasn't good enough in the first half where he missed four blatant passes that could have put them in much better position. Yeah, and, you know, that's, that is an issue, and it's something that— So it's like, you know, one week it matters and one week it doesn't. Yeah, you know? he, can, he can try to laugh it off and throw it back in our face about that and for being negative, you know, when they're 5-3, and three, but— uh, <laughs> You know, he has to play better. I mean, it's plain and simple. He has to make those throws. He has to make better throws. The running game got going. You'd like to see them, you know, continue to build off that. But the quarterback's got to get involved more, too, and get them down for touchdowns and not, you know, long Chris Boswell field goals. They've got to get more continuity. Matt Canada on the sidelines seemed to help in that regards. You know, that's going to continue, Mike Tomlin said. At least for this week, he'll be on the sidelines. And he's got other stones he's looking at coaching-wise or, or in the shaping of roles that he won't talk about. But, uh, yeah, Kenny Pickett's play has to be, you know, at the top of that list. How much are they going to miss Holcomb? 
I think they're going to miss him a lot, you know, just from the fact that, you know, like Mike Tomlin did say, you had a luxury there. You had three guys. You could mix and match the way you wanted to. You could kind of, you know, find a niche for all of them. Um, with, you know, Cole Holcomb wasn't the total three-down linebacker, but he was out there a lot, um, much more than the other two guys. And, you know, now it's a Landon Roberts going to be, you know, out there more on second down, maybe sometimes on third down. Uh, you know, if, if Quan Alexander is going to be the guy that's out there in the third down situations, then, you know, there's other guys, you know, maybe, you know, your safeties have to step up and be more dime linebacker-ish and play more that way. But, yeah, I mean, having Cole Holcomb out now is going to be a big hole in the middle of that defense. Finally, Joe, we look at the AFC North going into this week, and every single team in the North right now currently is in a playoff spot. Um, I don't expect that to be the case by the end of the year. I just think math catches up with you. Again, I'll keep citing this for as long as these three teams are in playoff positions. I'll keep pointing out that you could go as late in the calendar last year of week 13 or 14 where all four AFC East teams were in, and they barely got a second team in, and that was Miami by a tiebreak over Pittsburgh. So I think eventually you know, the Jenga pieces are going to fall, and it's just a matter of how many are still standing by the time the playoffs roll around. I still think it's going to be – Three, I can still see three happening, but what's your take on all four of the North teams coming off of victories this week going into next week? One thing for that's big for the Ravens, are they done with the NFC? I think they have one more NFC team. They may. They have one more yeah. NFC team, but that to me is a big deal when NFC teams try to figure out Lamar Jackson. It's just not easy to do. Yeah, and you know they, they're sitting pretty right now, looking what you know, looking good. Um, you know, I, was, I I don't have it in front of me. I wrote about it today about how many teams that, games they have against teams with losing records and things like that. And um, you know, Baltimore's sitting good. You know, with the, you know, I think it's in next week which starts a run of where these teams start playing each other again, um, and that's going to start separating the pack. Yeah. I think um, you know, and even if it does kind of bunch them up, and you know, the teams with the worst record, you know, maybe that somebody catches up to Baltimore, somebody in these other is going to get hot, whether it's Buffalo, whether it's the Chargers, somebody's going to, you know, you know, could be even Indianapolis to to an extent. You're somebody, yeah, Houston. Somebody's going to win enough games to get up there and push this, where you're not going to have four teams from the same division making it. I just don't see how it's possible. You know, yeah, they could all finish with winning records, but I I don't see it. Uh, you know, where you can get all four in. All right, we're good our pebbles out of our shoes and I'm going to walk to the parking lot and Joe's going to walk back and uh, do some more writing, which you can read at Trib Live. Read Joe each and every day at Trib Live leading up to the game against the Packers. I'll have breakfast with Ben's material throughout the course of the week and then you can listen to me bright and early, 9 a.m. on DVE at Stage AE for Packers-Steelers pregame in advance of kickoff at 1 o'clock. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.